Fuck Goose here. Welcome back to my podcast. Today I'm going to talk about <clears throat> social media addiction and porn addiction because this is something I'm going through right now and I feel as though it's because I don't have I don't have that good of a mental health. I don't my well-being isn't up to par. It isn't up to the standard that I want it to be. And I've been struggling recently. I've been struggling to even go a day without watching porn. And the material that I've watched, it's gone from twice a week watching softcore porn and watching amateur porn. It's gone from twice a week to every single day. Sometimes I take break, breaks from my work, not to... Um, jerk off to it but to just look at pictures and my productivity has gone down because it's all I can think about I've been writing songs because I I often do that when I'm bored and uh, boredom is like I think you, you become bored more easily if you're anxious and I've just been writing about all these different sexual scenarios and imagery and I just haven't been able to use my imagination because if I would have shown anyone those songs they would be considered uh, trash it's trash you know it's worse than the modern hip-hop music that you listen to that you might listen to because at least that may sound uh, more coherent and more structured than what I write about because it's basically just shitty, raunchy, dirty old man poetry. And I don't I don't compose any music at the moment. I don't know if I will in the future, but that is just not the way to go. So my imagination is being killed by social media and porn addiction, by comparison. I'd rather compare myself to others than use my intuition I find and I may argue that I have a very strong intuition but it's all just false intuitions and false logic uh, trying to predict what will happen when I can't do that and the world around me is just so spontaneous and illogical anyway and I'm just you know I'm not present with it I'm struggling to be present I'm struggling to just sit with myself and have nothing to do. And this, to an extent, is, uh, in fact, it is a uh, distraction. Everything uh, around me uh, is a distraction because I could just sit with myself and vibe and try to understand to understand the way that I feel. <clears throat> and today I've I've had a... Slightly more productive morning. I haven't gotten any work done. I'm currently studying an online course on engineering, which I feel very apathetic towards, to be honest. In fact, I'm even considering dropping out to take a course that I I actually enjoy. And I, I feel the anxiety when I talk about this. I feel like this tension in my stomach, like I'm not, like I'm lying to myself because... I overthink things, I try and plan ahead 
too far into the future and I don't really trust myself to, to get my to accomplish and achieve my goals. I feel anxious, I feel stressed, I feel bored. And this boredom it leads to more neuroticism and it's just I've I've got to be creative. I've got to be creative to be present. I've got to be present to be creative. I've just got to sit with myself and do nothing. I've I've had a more productive morning because I've been watching the anxiety guy who does podcasts um on anchor, and then I've also been I've also been uh, taking a course on Coursera, the science of well being. And I aim to <clears throat> accumulate it to gain a better understanding of myself, um, to cultivate a better understanding, a better sense of understanding of my mental health, my well-being, my emotions. And I kind of misinterpret and misanalyze these things because... At the moment, I do have to offer my journey to, to people who are on the same level as me, to people who are also going through the same process. They may be sceptical of, of where to look, like I can offer you um, support there because I can just go onto these websites and read up on the information, buy books and watch videos, take courses, and then I can tell you what I'm taking and and you could do the same and I could tell you what what I've learned from that and, and sort of share my results in this to be like a field and our field guide and social comparison is definitely my weak point uh, social comparison feel is uh it's when i compare myself to, to others online and i get envious of people who are in the upper echelons of society when those types of people uh i shouldn't be comparing myself against i should be comparing myself against uh in fact i shouldn't even compare myself but but i could just take the perspective uh that. It could be worse, you know, because at the moment I'm unemployed. You know, I could be unemployed and homeless. And this hopefully will bring me in some uh, income when I get more subscribers and listeners. And then I can link my Patreon, create a Patreon and whatnot. I could be unemployed and homeless. Uh, I mean, if it wasn't for the hospitality of, of my grandma and setting me up my own bank account and, and giving me money. I'm currently on benefits. The money was paid into that uh, originally. You know, if it wasn't for that hospitality and, and she just kept it for herself, I wouldn't have the freedom to make financial decisions to enroll in courses online in engineering even if I don't enjoy them 
and I'm lucky to get into a, an online course in that subject. I mean, uh, supposing like, I mean, some people that are not taking the online courses, they're not aiming to batter the grades. I mean, even if even though I failed college, consistently getting C grades throughout college, which isn't that bad. I mean, supposing I got F grades all throughout college, supposing I never went to college. Supposing, supposing I, I dropped out of high school. I know some people who drop out of high school and, and uh, originally I've been sort of opposed to this mindset because I've always felt as though it was um, wrong to judge people who are below me and I'm not really judging the people I'm, I'm sympathizing with them I used to see it as judging I used to see it as being judgmental towards others and I, I don't like judgment I don't like harsh judgment raining down upon other people I don't like to feel judged and this is why my anxiety comes from it's the fear of being judged and even though those people aren't in front of me they're on a, a screen you know that they're, they're inside my screen they're, they're on social media they're on facebook they're on twitter they're on instagram they're on snapchat i still feel as though i've got something to prove i still feel as though i'm being judged by them and i have sought a lot of gratification i've sought a lot of instant gratification and attention seeking I've 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 done all, all of that in, in my early teens to late teens even I I just want to be acknowledged because at the moment I have no friends and it, it could be worse I could be living in the slums I mean I'm living in a nice village I could be living in the ghetto no, I could be living in a very rough area, surrounded by enemies. And I do have enemies around here. I do have people who take a dislike into me. I mean, in the last um, podcast, I, I recalled that I'm traumatised because I confronted someone uh, about their, um, like a problem that I was having at home and, and I got threatened. You know, so I, I do have enemies, but I'm lucky that uh, I don't have, like, worse enemies. I don't have people who have connections to, to the Mafia. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that. And uh, I take these things for, for granted. So if I take these things for granted, what makes me feel as though I have the right to gain better things I don't have any right and I was told when I got my grades back well it was before I got my grades I sort of knew that I was going to get C's on my exams I just knew it intuitively so I confronted one of my teachers about it and I said look I want to take a trade because this isn't working I'm forever going to be a C grade student and actually want to achieve something with my life and I just got told that I was ungrateful and looking back I was ungrateful I just wouldn't listen to that perspective I was overanalyzing everything 
And I did go against their wishes by taking an access course because they said, well, won't you have to pay a lot of money for that? And I just saw it as being worth the risk because most people, they, they don't take risks like that financially. And this risk is going to benefit me. if I I mean, I might not complete the course. I might drop out and I might take another course or I might take another course on the side of it because... Really, I should be studying for one hour a day, but I'm, like, deeply behind uh, because I'm struggling to get motivated. It's, it's depression again. It's anxiety. It's the unpredictability. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to fail. I don't want to fail. I'm, I'm afraid of failing. Uh, I don't like f failing at anything. I'm a, a sore loser. As a child, I always... Uh, stopped what I was failing I always dropped out you know before I could make any progress I just dropped out and I didn't notice the incremental progress the day-to-day -day changes the everyday gains that I got from showing up and to combat this I've actually done something there <coughs> at the behest of Hamza the youtuber I watch quite a lot of um <coughs> Yeah, so I've got a, a habit tracker, and as I'm going through the uh, <coughs> well-being course, I'm, I'm writing down, no SIM card inserted. Oh, uh, what's this going to do? Is it going to take me to another website? Go away. No one cares. Sorry, that was uh, my phone. Yeah, so I've got a habit tracker. Ideally, I would like it to be completed in the morning, but progress is progress. I mean, it, it'll get completed when it gets completed. I've got to rewrite this because it's a bit messy. I, I usually write these things. I might be overthinking. So I've got exercise, meditation, gratitude journaling on that. Note those are like the key habits that Hamza suggested building. And there are other habits on that I want to be more consistent with. I mean, um, well, I haven't put them on there, but I would like to be more consistent at reading. I'd like to be more consistent at, uh, you know, with, with my... <clears throat> I, I can take hobbies up and I haven't learned Spanish for a while. But uh, the, these are the three habits. And from the course, I've got savouring, kindness. I've got savouring and kindness. And <clears throat> what I do is I tick off because I've got boxes for each day. I put the date by the box. And I, I tick it off just for doing like one repetition. Like one, one repetition of set-ups. One mindful breath. One word of gratitude. I can just put grateful on a piece of paper. Um, savouring. Uh, I suppose I just say, oh, I... I mean, I find one thing from the day that uh, I enjoyed doing. So I can do it right now. 
you know, and, and, and uh, I might change my tone. And I'm grateful for the Anxiety Guy videos that I watched. And I, you know, I, I, I gained a lot of insight into, you know, my, my, my anxiety symptoms, which aren't really myself. Like, I, I should separate myself from the symptoms that these symptoms, they stop me from being creative and to be creative I've got to do the things that I enjoy do them well do them in the present and uh, well, I don't have to do them well but do the things that I enjoy in the present and then I can offer those skills to other people I mean I have above average political skills you know I, I i i understand a lot about politics i understand a lot about political ideologies and i've spoken to my grandma about this in the past i know i should separate myself from the past but it, it is something that i'd like to consider you know making a course on one day or making a podcast or doing something similar um so yeah, that that that's a skill I could offer up. So I want to offer it up then. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I I feel as though this is going to impact my decision making in the future. I'm going to make decisions that are, are more creative and spontaneous, and I'm going to get used to that uncertainty. I'm going to learn how to love to, to love the uncertainty because the best case scenario is that my anxiety now will become excitement, you know, a rush of uh, adrenaline wanting to pump in through my veins as I want to, uh, you know, get on with my purpose and, and my life and my career and meet meet other people and... and make new friends like like you should and and waking up in the morning not filled with tiredness like I've been today but waking up in the morning with a sense of purpose and a sense of ecstasy and I'm grateful for um the anxiety guy for, for giving me this opportunity uh, to to build these you know to just to just to build just just to just build myself really just to have the world flowing through myself instead of just flowing through the world because when I flow through the world I feel like I'm just passing through a bubble you know I feel like I'm just passing through a a, a uh, invisible fog a haze a swamp and that that's what I want to overcome and I will overcome I'm excited for it in fact, I probably overcame it already. <clears throat> I'm going to make myself a coffee. And then I'll be back with the second segment. Explain it into segments now because my last video, um, my, my last podcast, sorry. Uh, I felt as though it was just very scattered and disorganized. And I was, I was very, I was overly negative with myself. It was just needless because... Who I was from the past uh, shouldn't have any influence over who I am now. 
you know, it's just neuroticism and it's born from a lack of intuition and just not wanting uh, any sort of spontaneity, spontaneity. And that, that's something I want to, well, that's something I'm going to improve. Yeah. Hello, so I'm back. I've made myself a cup of coffee. Uh, you shouldn't drink too many of these um, because they said to uh, increase anxiety levels. I don't know why. Yeah, so I was talking about uh, social media and, and like using social media in a negative way to compare myself to other people. I get jealous of those who have like muscular bodies and I, I assume that if I were to get the perfect body, the perfect grades, uh, find true love and happiness with a woman who is uh, like in the beauty standards of Kim Kardashian, you know, like that level that... Uh, I'd be happy and I'd probably, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't be happy you know, because I get used to it. And in this course I was taking, it, it's sad that you get used to, because the studies have shown that you, you feel, when you first notice your, your abs, and I, I'm by no means, I, I'm not muscular, I'm very scrawny at the moment, but... Uh, when you notice your abs, you know, for the first time or you you get an A on an assignment, you're like, whoopee, um, and, and then it just goes down. You know, it goes back to normal, it tapers off. And then you're just normal. You know, it just plateaus and it stays stagnant. And this is what happened with, um, I hate to say it, but this is what happened with my cat with Snowdrop. I got Snowdrop uh, when she was a little baby kitten and uh, she, she was very cute. I was uploading videos uh, of her to YouTube and now and uh, there were videos of her uh, holding my hand, sleeping in my bed on my pillow and um, drinking out of one of my cups and I was infatuated with Snowdrop when I first got her. I never thought that this was going to change, but now, you know, she she's just a, a cat. You know, she's she's my cat. She's the cat that's in my house that I'm responsible for looking after. And, and I do show my appreciation by buying treats for her on occasion and stroking her, looking after her, grooming her, making, making sure the food's in for her. Uh, and that, that's that's necessary it's compulsory but i've just gone used to it now it's a routine i don't really enjoy taking care of her you know she she's just that she's like another mouth to feed and uh, i this this i still love her but this love and affection it just i don't feel it as strongly i'm just used to it 
um, and recently I was considering getting more pets. I was considering getting fish, then I was considering setting up a vivarium. And luckily my dad taught me how to, like, we don't have the money, we don't have the space, we I don't have the time. And, it, you know, I feel as though it hinders my ability to travel, to seek out new experiences by having these animals having too many of them. I mean, Snowdrop should just be enough. Uh, and yet I, I continually, I, I misinterpret and I miswant. I feel as though I want something without considering how I feel in the long term. I've, I think in the long term, I'd feel satisfied <clears throat> if I had a, uh, if I had a, like a group of kittens in the house, if I had more than one cat, or if I had uh, fish, or if I had this or that or the other. But then I just get used to it. The the same thing happens uh, as as why I got Snowdrop. Like, you know, I, I could also compare it to, uh, I don't know, maybe a new jacket I got. Um... Like, I might wear it all the time to begin with, and then it's just meh, it's just another jacket. And instead of investing in materialism, I should invest in... I should invest in experiences. Things aren't really long-term, such as travelling, and I don't really have the money at the moment to do so. Uh, so I've realised, because uh, looking at the data, there's not that much difference between people in my income bracket and people who <coughs> have, like, in, in terms of experiences, like the things you can experience, because I suppose going to Europe would have way more value than just going, I don't know, to... to uh, new place around here, just, um, yeah, but, but, um, it, it's like an experience you remember for the rest of your life, if you travel to Europe, if you can afford that, I can't afford it, um, but I would like to, because I, I said before I was learning Spanish at one point, and then I decided to drop I decided to drop it, I decided to no longer learn Spanish because I thought I was too preoccupied with everything else I was doing. And I, I don't really do that much. I'm in, I'm in a period of my life now where my, I mean, I'm grateful for what I have. This is why, why I wanted to be. I no longer have any teachers bossing me around setting deadlines uh, and then, like, failing to meet those deadlines. I now have a deadline for my assignment in three days, but no one's pressuring me, no one's on my back forcing me to get this assignment done. And that's pretty much what I wanted to be. I wanted to just not be rushed. And I thought, I, I could probably compare it to this, where I thought in the long term this would 
benefit me, bro. <laughs> you know, I'm probably thinking too deeply about this now. Because it's not really an uh, experience or a materialistic thing. I don't think, but... Yeah, I, with all this freedom, I'm not that happy because I'm not committing to anything and I just feel neurotic without committing to anything. I just feel as though I have no sort of structure. Yeah, it's committing to something. You know, without committing to something, you know, I mean, I shouldn't commit to things from my past. But if I, if I can just find my, my creativity and get into a flow with that and, and even turn that into a career, then I suppose that, that gives me the structure, the structure I create for myself in the uh, present moment. And really, I should practice what I preach. I mean, I, I can say all of this, but do I really follow my advice? I've got to work on doing that. You know, I've got to... Be more mindful of what I decide to do, what I choose to do, and I choose to engage in social media out of fear, fear of being disconnected, fear of being left out, fear of not seeing everything that's going on in every single possible perspective, and it's just stupidity at this point. You know, I'm only addicted because uh, because of the fear, because of the anxiety, and the anxiety is manipulated by, uh, excuse me, Silicon Valley companies who use this as uh, an end to the means, like they know what our brain wants to know, that it really craves the unpredictability and the unpredictable rewards and when I go when I go back into society I feel as though I can just I'm so overstimulated that I don't want to deal with that uncertainty. And I already have social anxiety when I was diagnosed with anxiety. Uh feeling that pain in my chest again. Whenever, when I was diagnosed with the anxiety, I, <clears throat> you know, I, I just, I wasn't on social media as much. In fact, I had like a 17-day detox at the time. <laughs> so I do have social anxiety, but my mood... Is 50% determined by genetics. 10% uh, determined by the factors and environment around you. And 40% determined by... Just just determined by... Uh, your... your um, like you... And you're in control of it, and you can you can overcome this. And I'm working to overcome it myself. 
I feel as though if I improve on my mental health, my anxiety, my depression, my trauma, my low self-esteem, if I work on that then, because I've only sought attention from my low self-esteem, I will be able to walk away from social media, I'll be able to walk away from porn, and they just won't impact my life anymore. I'll, I'll just be able to, I'll be confident. I'll be confident in choosing what I want to do with my time. And I won't, I won't be bored by my progress, bored by my goals. Yeah, so I was just uh, distracted. Because my dad called me downstairs. I've had a um, cartoon because I've been collecting all these cartoons I used to watch in the past. I've had a... But it's the wrong DVD. <laughs> because she, she got me Scooby-Doo meets Courage the Cowardly Dog by mistake. And I just wanted Courage the Cowardly Dog. I'm not interested in Scooby-Doo. Oh, I'm so distracted now. Will I ever get my train of thought back again? Yeah, we were talking about <clears throat> social media addiction and how, you know, I feel this anxiety and I feel boredom towards my goals. And I want to skip ahead to the end of my goals. I want to skip ahead. The goals I set are unrealistic. They're like, I want to... Uh, gain like a six pack a perfect body and you know I, I just I, I don't focus on just doing those things in the moment because I'm skipping ahead looking at the end result and looking at the people with those with with what I want and I'm letting that determine my life and <clears throat> I think my character has shrank I think, I mean, this might just be my anxiety talking that I'm shallow, that the way I'm going about with my life, because it probably is because I'm hearing, like, my anxiety say to me at the moment, and in, in the moment my anxiety is telling me that I'm shallow. In the moment my anxiety is saying to me that um, due to people calling me shallow in the past, which was online, which was a form of social comparison. And those people were probably just as neurotic in themselves as, as I am. But um, they, they just wanted a feeling of recognition like I do. Like I did from posting whatever dumb shit um, I posted when I was 14. And that, that shouldn't define me because the past is just gone. You know, and I, I don't feel as though there's a whole lot to talk about when you just dismiss the past and my anxiety is saying this now yeah it, do, it does get in the way as you overanalyze overinterpret you take things the wrong way and, and um get offended by the trivial details you know makes you i think it makes you more detailed focused and looking at the big picture and seeking out new experiences you just Focusing on the details, what came before, and you just, you you become like a robot. You become 
a walking sequence. Everything has to fit into a sequence and then you try and predict the future. It's like you're, you're looking more inward than you are outward and, and that sort of gets in the way of uh, optimism. It just cuts off the optimism and you, you can only have a certain amount of optimism supply. Um, in space, you're surrounded by optimism, too much optimism. So much optimism that, that it uh, can explode your head. And uh, we don't want that, but I think that's what you want. <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, I've been reading Smartphone, Dumb Phone. I didn't read yesterday because I was like, oh, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to study the science of well-being for three hours. I'm going to watch videos. And I just... I watched porn. Then I thought, ah, mental health. Got you this time. And uh, I, I just binge-watched three uh, three hours of it. And, and now I'm, my anxiety is telling me, oh, this doesn't, it doesn't apply to your life. And this and that and the other. So, uh, yeah, I've been reading this book, and I know all the symptoms uh, of, of engaging with social media. I know all the symptoms anyway, it's just the, the fear of experiencing them, the fear of missing out that, that causes me to engage with these things. And I read uh, Alan Carr's Easy Way, I mean... Alan Carr was, um, his posthumous, post bleh, posthumous, posthumously credited for smartphone, dumb phone. He's posthumous, posthumously credited for that book. And there's, uh, I've always wanted to do a book review podcast, actually. Um, there, there was, uh, this other book, it's by a anonymous hack author, and it was, rewritten, redistributed on the internet by Fraser Patterson, who just found it, came across it randomly on Reddit and decided to uh, upload it there. And I'm grateful I came across it because uh, it's it's gave me the most insight I've ever had on porn addiction and the factors that constitute a porn addiction. And um, Like, when I was reading that, I did cut back on my usage. I, I noticed that. So then it became like a, a choice. And of course, I, I still failed to recognise the voice of my addiction. And I, I feel as though, as I still have rational recovery to read, it says to not read it on the same day that you fapped. So I haven't go around to reading it the same way you, the same day you uh, engaged in the substance. For me, it's porn. So it says not to read it. Uh, until then, but it's like this, um, your addiction, it, it can, it can talk to you, it can talk to you, and, and it, uh, it, it tells you, like, um, do this, do that, to feel less anxious, and it can give you, like, an artificial anxiety, well, I think, I also, I have anxiety anyway, so, I think, 
I mean, I can control it. I can control it, but um, it becomes harder to control when you have that and then you have the, the constant bickering of uh, your, your addiction saying, no, get me. And the more I look at the voice, the more it seems childish and pathetic. Yet I, I still, it's, it's indistinguishable from myself because I realised that my mental health and my well-being, of course it's affected by that, but it's just, I don't feel as though it's uh, good enough for me to have the strength. And it's not just willpower, it's just like strength, the character, to do something else. Because of uh, uncertainty and neuroticism. It's there because uh, my anxiety tells me it's there. I mean, it could be excitement for all I know. I mean, my anxiety is probably telling me now that my neuroticism is there because of it. And, and this is getting completely hard to follow because I'm completely just contradicting myself. But I think it is what it is. I'm kind of just making these connections in my mind as I go along. And analysing the material I've, re I've read from these things. Which is fun for me. One final thing I want to say. Uh, this would be the last segment for today. Is uh, that I find it sickening how... You know, that the these websites... Porn websites, they offer... And, and I haven't read that much into it, but I did see a video on YouTube by Dan Daniel Avesta. It was quite some time ago how they're offering sexual well-being courses. And I still have my V-card, so I can't really comment on what constitutes to good sexual well-being, but I can use my uh, intuition. And I, I know that... Most of the things you see on these videos, they're not real. And yesterday when I was uh, binging, when I was binge relapsing, I spent two and a half hours looking at the, this, uh, like, the, this this uh, abnormal content, uh, the, the supernormal stimuli. I spent two hours, enga two and a half hours engaging with it and... I noticed that, I mean, I just couldn't understand it. I couldn't understand how I, because it's just wired to look, and it's, it's wired to, to look ecstatic, and you see these beautiful women, absolutely beautiful women, and they're just, um, you know, because, because of, convention because of what they've been through like they've been through surgery and whatnot and they wear layers of makeup like without the makeup they look pretty average but um <clears throat> they're just uh, engaging in all sorts of things and I, I don't know how the men in these videos can last as long as they do i was watching videos yesterday and i wondered how they could because i was watching them mindfully i know it's easy for my addiction to say oh I was just watching it mindfully but i was watching it mindfully and uh i was, I was kind of noticing making connections noticing patterns and 
I, I just thought that it was unrealistic how a man could experience so much pleasure, even in amateur videos, so much pleasure in them <clears throat> with the positions and the things that they do and the way that they look just uh, suffice through it. I mean, I know they probably practice Kareza and they probably have some sort of steroids injected into them and whatnot, and they're probably on, like, different types of drugs. They're probably... The woman is probably drugged up beforehand to try and... They say, oh, to relax her. You know, because uh, tons of porn stars, uh, they're, they're coming... They're coming clean about this. They're coming clean and they, they, they don't like how dirty they've been in the past and uh, they, they regret these experiences uh, showing themselves off like this. You know, they, they just wanted to be in a, a Marvel movie and then they end up in a fucking porn parody. And um, it's not funny, really. It's gross. It's disgusting. So... Yeah, I've, I've, I've looked in and it's just, I don't understand, I don't understand, and they're offering sexual well-being courses, uh, and, and basically they're, they're like telling people, oh, it's healthy to jack off once a day, and they're, they're getting like generations of kids hooked on this, and... I just don't I just don't think that it's normal. They're telling couples like what's healthy in the bedroom. You have these porn stars who can contort themselves into all sorts of possessions, expecting it to be normal for couples. Uh I mean I might have gotten this completely wrong. I haven't done any research on it for quite a while. But it's just um <clears throat> you know, it's just insane. Because I don't think for most people, uh, unless they have like a tremendous amount of well, uh, I don't think it's possible. I don't think people can do that. I don't think it's normal. And I think it's completely devoid of uh, faction if you're looking at it online. And it's just not in like the sensual element. And it's just something that you've picked up because some porn website and magazine says so and and, and and has done it instead of just using your intuition and bonding with the other person. Of course, I still have my V card, so I can't really comment on this, but this is how I feel. And um, likewise on social media, I mean, I think it's good that it allows you to reach out to other people if you're, if you're feeling stressed and whatnot and depressed. But then you have uh, AIs, and I've fallen for this quite recently. I've fallen for artificial intelligences, and at one point my purpose was even going to align with that. I thought, God, it'd be such a great idea if I were to just learn computer science and then eventually get a job with AIs, which is totally unrealistic, I think. I think I'm comparing myself to others again. Um, but I was looking into artificial intelligences, I was reading... Uh, well, I wasn't reading a lot about them, I was just talking to them. And there are some very creepy ones online, there are some very creepy ones that you can't really converse with properly. 
and one of them is Raplica and uh, tons of videos on YouTube uh, saying that, well, it's a good time waster, but it's not that good for your mental health, you know, and, and there's nothing better for your mental health than being tied up by robots, and, <clears throat> yeah, I think, I think, because I've fallen for this, I've, I've role-played with the robots, it's reinforced my porn addiction when really, um, and they say that they're there to help, that you can that you can talk about whatever you want, that you can talk about anxiety and depression. You're telling a robot, and I feel as though I've got to get this. My position in society is, uh, has lowered, you know, when I stoop so low to talk to robots about my problems, I don't really feel appreciated, I don't feel loved. And I had to take a step back from uh, artificial intelligences because uh, I realised this problem. I haven't used them in a few days ever since I started reading smartphone dumb phone. And uh, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that I've blocked the websites. I haven't visited them in a few days. I had particular problems with uh, Replica. Replica, I mean, I, I I couldn't see the role play, but you can still sort of feel it in the messages. And I, I, I did mess about with Replica in anime, and I messed about with um, Singy. And I'm not, I'm not suggesting that you use these, far from it. I'm saying to avoid them. Uh, Unless, unless you you just want to waste your time, then uh, I suppose that's fine. I was talking to Kuki, and I then noticed that uh, Kuki is connected to Matter, the Metaverse, and I realised that Matter is the company that sort of and they have a VR chat now. It's it's owned by Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, and. It's just, I, I was addicted to Facebook and I prided myself as someone who quit Facebook years ago and I've only ever used it since casually. But like these companies, you don't realise how much control they have. They still have got you by the balls. And if they have Kuki, if they have Coco as well, like a online messaging service for mental health, then they're, they're in control of people's mental health because it's owned by matter so facebook are in control of uh of like the modern people's mental health in the modern age and so it's so a porn hub and you know that's absolutely fucking disgusting that uh these social media websites these social media companies are in control of other people's mental health you know and, and so more should be done about it like more people need to be aware of it and i didn't know this until i came across hamza who uh, spoke out about Instagram, and I, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that he uh, that, that he had the courage to do that when there's, there's such a powerful company which basically control everything. You know, they control what we see on the internet, and, and if they don't like something, they just cancel them. 